Party and the Republican Party have two distinct legacies. The Republican Party's legacy includes the abolitionists, the NAACP, black colleges, the Emancipation Proclamation, and a multitude of civil rights legislation. The Democratic Party's legacy includes fugitive slave laws, black codes, the Dred Scott decision, Jim Crow laws, and the Ku Klux Klan. After completing my research on the legacies of both political parties, I had to ask myself, how can anyone pledge their loyalty to a political party whose legacy Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Black and Blurred. Hi. That's Darren. It's me. I'm Brandon. So that was Wayne Perryman, who's an author. Oh shoot, I forgot to look up the book. I'm gonna I'm gonna find that book and put it in the notes. But um it was it's being passed around on social media now because uh he didn't share any new information. Mm. That's not nothing new. But it's popular now because he's a black man. Right. And he was just sharing that information. And I think that there are a lot of conversations going on today. That's uh, that are opening up people's eyes to history that is kind of either suppressed or altered. Right. Um, that a lot of Black Americans have talked about for a long time. They just kind of get censored in that and have yeah. been censored in that. Um. So yeah, there isn't one lie he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems so groundbreaking because uh, we're being told about history because we did our episode on was it what was it called Everything's Gonna Be All White. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. An episode on that, and it's like you know we got to rewrite history. You know, I know they rewrote history. History's whitewash, and we're gonna I tell know. history from our perspective. So now history's subjective. Yeah, yeah. And so now you all, now all you need is a black guy to get up and stand and say what's true. Mm-hmm. And now it's all like oh, it's groundbreaking. Oh, in a world what's going the on? Yeah. All, so <laughs> essentially, um, we I forget what that episode was that we did, um, where we did the history. Oh, I think it was the history of the Republican Party. I don't know. I forget. Did we ever did we do, that? do No, we never did that. Oh, wow. Man, we might have we to never do that. Did that. We got to get to it. But now here's the thing. Let me ask you this question, Darren. Have you, since your adulthood, have you been invested in the conversation on politics and just, it's close to your heart, politics? Since I've been an, uh, an, an adult. An adult, yeah. Nah. Me neither. Uh, I've I mean, never cared. I've never even spoke of politics. Me I'll neither. Out here to, I, to, never to I never cared. It's a wretched area. There are certain things we thought yeah. were fun. Right? Right, right, I think a popular one, especially in this area, was shooting guns. Mm-hmm. But then somebody, you know, walking down the street said, "Hey, you're a child murderer because yeah. of guns." And then I get dragged into the political conversation because now you're hitting me with all this stuff. I, I gotta defend know. my life. Yeah. yeah, and now you're lying about stuff. And so I think yeah. that's the way a lot of people have been brought into this conversation on politics. Um, this kind of phenomenon is the reason this podcast exists. Is because there's another narrative that's floating around that's targeting minorities in the country, mm-hmm. the way they should think. Mm-hmm. They're being told the way they should think by a majority of the country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then those who choose not to think that way are called names and censored and slandered, um, almost as if it's like racist or something. Mm. So with that, it's been it can be a lonely place in this podcast and doing this podcast. But we have had people from all across the country reaching out to us randomly um, and encouraging and sharing encouragements about episodes they've been encouraged by. And we have two sisters with us on this episode who did that a while ago. I think it was the Enneagram episode. The first yeah. Enneagram episode we did with Marcia reached out and said, man, we appreciate that episode. And kind of just, we've just been in a chat and talking ever since and fooling, just being fools in the comment section about the way the world is kind of burning in front of our eyes while pushing each other to reminders in Christ. Um, and they are also the hands that created the professional party pooper shirts that went to Elisa Childers, Monique Desson, and I'm going to send one to Marsha as well. We have Kat Novella with us. Ladies, welcome on the podcast. Hey, thank you for having us. Uh, okay. Now, so here's the rule. Here's going to be a rule. All right. You all are not allowed to be timid. All right. <laughs> Hands folded in your yeah, lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please, sir. Uh, I want some more. You, you, that is not. That is not allowed. That is not allowed. Y'all just will Y'all start just out throwing shots. That's shot, exactly shot, right. Shot. Is that is that me? I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, no, that's exactly right. Um, but well, this is what we want. We want you guys to share a little bit about yourselves. 
um, and how you found the podcast, and then we're going to dive into some conversations. Okay. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Okay. Okay. I am Kat. I am a mother of five, two deaf children and three hearing children. And I am also married to my husband of 22 years and he is half Chinese, half white. Um, but before I turn it over to my sister, I do want to say thank you in the back to our pastor and our boss who is Let's do this tonight. He took some time off. He, he didn't have to spend this evening with us, but he showed up and did all this setup for us so that we could be here with you guys. Oh, well, so thank you. Sure. Tell him thank you from us as well. Now, sit now real quick before you continue. Say something so that we I think we heard, are hearing an echo and we're going to try to fix it or see where it's coming from. Oh, is that my mic, Dan? Oh, you're good now. What? Never mind. Yeah, you're good. Never mind. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> all right. All right. Continue on. I am Novella, and I am a writer, a blogger, and an ordained minister. Okay. Um, I have a 17-year-old cat. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Got a PhD in sarcasm. Uh, Okay. We must have went to the same school. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Alumni. (laughs) And so how do you two know each other? Oh, we um, were a part of a nonprofit organization locally for the deaf community. Mm. Um, I was the president and Kat was the vice president. And the Lord just made this spark between us. Yeah, she chased me. I tried to be an introvert and just go home and mind my business. but Mm. She wouldn't let me. (laughs) Are are both of you introverted? Nah. No, and most people don't think when they're around me, don't think I'm an introvert. But I really am. I'm like the introvert that can play the extrovert, but then I'm going home and hiding for four days. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) that's exactly how I am. Um, I can be in front of people. It's just it will drain me and I need to recharge my battery. Yeah. After that. So how'd you guys find the podcast? Um, I found it was was it Monique did an episode Mm -hmm. with you guys. Yes. Um, So I don't remember at that point whether I was friends with Monique or I had just started listening to her. Um, But that's how I found it is through Center for Biblical Unities. You guys had done a show with her. And I was like, who are these guys? And then I think that I immediately sent it to Novella, like, check this out. Yeah. Yeah. I was grateful. Were you about to say something? No, no, no. I was grateful um, when you guys reached out about, I I think it was the Marsha episode. I believe it was the Enneagram. Was it the Enneagram? I think it was the Enneagram one because we were having some discussions about. Oh, yeah, because our life group actually got into the Enneagram and we found many studies that were approaching it from a biblical frame. Mm -hmm. But when you had spoken about the origins of it, that's when I I presented a cat and we kind of did a deep dive and we all backed away from it. Wow. Well, praise God for that. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's very, I mean, unfortunately, and you'll hear this in listeners, you'll hear this in next week because we had Marsha on again. But it's it's just like, I don't even know how to say it, but it's frustrating when you present information like that. It's like, like I'm not very passionate about the Enneagram. You know, I, I'm not going to sleep like crying like oh, people are using the Enneagram. But here's the thing. <laughs> But people end up defending it like they feel that way in the opposite. Yeah. Like I'm like, hey, did you know that this is this is actually not scientific at all? And its origins are found in um, New Age occult practices. And so because of that, I'm not telling you that because I think you're a bad person. I'm telling you that because I think you're a sibling of mine and you would want to know. Right. And then you tell people that and they're like, but uh, but but. <laughs> right. But what? Right, right, right. <laughs> what? Right. Oh my goodness. So, so okay. Now, so it's been an interesting. I guess. I don't know. What has it been? Ten years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness no. It's been interesting. Let's just say three. Yeah. It's been an interesting three years. What has life been like for you, as Black Americans, mixed Americans, um, in this kind of steeped in this nonsense? Uh, that we call uh, supposedly beneficial conversations. Mm, I think it goes further than three years. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um, it's been share on that too. Um, I really feel like we moved here in like 2015. So I want to say 2012, maybe is when I think I really started to notice a shift in conversation. Mm. Um, and my son was young then, but he even started noticing a shift in a lot of conversations, including race. Like, and that wasn't, our kids growing up didn't have to, we very deliberately taught them to embrace who they were on all fronts. I used to, I remember very young, my daughter was maybe two. And I told her, cause she said to her, she said, mommy, um, I'm brown, you're brown and Tasha's white. Um, because <laughs> my, my youngest daughter is a lot, a lot paler than the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember saying to her, you know, all you guys are black, white, and Chinese. You have a seat at all the tables and nobody gets to tell you that you don't. Um, you have a voice at every table. You have, you can have thoughts and opinions about those things. Um, and that was, that was back in 2010 before even all of this started really showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember her being very little and having those conversations. And I guess that was God preparing us for what was ahead. Mm. Um, I think it wasn't long after that, that we got rid of cable and, and all of those things just to drown out all the noise because it was just constant oh, chaos yeah. Yeah. to be upset and mad at everybody or be pain, you know, pained and hurt by what we're seeing on the TV. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to pay to keep doing this for sure. Right. Right. Um, but, you know, I just felt like my voice was always getting shot down. Um, you know, if I, if I disagreed with what I was seeing going on around me, um, it was because my name was white. I, you have a white name. So my experience couldn't at all be, the same as any other black person's based just on my name, mm. you know, talk <laughs> and I talk yeah, white. Yeah. That was the other thing. I got that. Well, we got um, that. Like, who names their self? <laughs> oh, oh, talking about the say? names? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who, who, who names their self? Like, it's all stupid. I want this, I want this yes. white name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, my parents definitely gave me that name, and I was named after a family member. <laughs> right. It was all- so kind of weird, but um, bro, my name is Brandon Smith, the most bland name in the world. <laughs> Dan, you got the middle name. You got a dome. Yeah, you African. You black. Yeah, he got the, he got the good stuff. <laughs> oh man, he got the good stuff. That's wild. Um, I want to ask you this question, Cat, and then I want to ask Novella. I remember when uh, I don't know what episode this was, Darren. You were talking about it, but somebody came, somebody came no, sideways at you. This was about Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, that's right. That's it was right. So left field. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, <laughs> somebody came sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, oh, I, mean, I remember that. Somebody literally was just posting about um, the trial. This is when the trial was going on, and they were just they were just posting false things. Um, you know, just uh, I was watching the trial. I was keeping up with it, and they're just saying, you know, you know, just saying misconceptions that the media put out earlier. Like, you know, hey, he he took a rifle uh, from his home to Kenosha, which just wasn't true. And I, all I said was, hey, that's not true. You've been watching the trial. He said, hey, man, you need to you need to get out. You got a white wife. <laughs> like he, he he referenced a movie and reminded me that my wife is white. And insulted me all in the same. It's like, what did I? What did my wife do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, why yeah. are you attacking my wife? You know what I mean? So right. it's it's, uh, it's strange. You're not allowed to think. You know, not allowed to think differently than other people, or right. or just say what's true because they'll attack your spouse. Well, that seems to be a common thing. I mean, Kat, have you experienced that at all? Being in an interracial marriage, like you, you guys have done a horrible evil. And who have you experienced oh. it most by? Oh, ooh, who have I experienced it most by? Um, as far as demographic. I would honestly. Hmm. Who have I experienced it most by? I I would say black people are probably more verbal mm. to us 
about their thoughts. I think sometimes they speak a little more freely. Mm-hmm. Um, White people us? just give you the Fuji face. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't necessarily been where where white people are giving me odds the side I like it. the story I told y'all recently in our chat. Mm, yeah, or that they need to save me kind of thing. Yeah, um, mm. it, um, like you know. So the story is that my husband and I were at a restaurant recently, um, and he walked in and went to the bathroom, um, and I was standing in line, and a, and a woman had been in there before me, and, uh, you know, we kind of, we exchanged pleasantries, pleasantries and all of that, and, and then she grabbed her food and was leaving, and my husband walked out, and so the, the guy at the counter started talking to him, and... Uh, she, I guess, noticed it and assumed that my husband had jumped in front of me and, you know, I don't know, just was being rude or whatever. And she goes, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> she was here. <laughs> it was like, we just kind of looked like, what, what is happening? And then I'm like, he's, he's, we're together. And he's like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm her husband, you know? And like, I didn't have the capability of speaking up for myself or something mm. like needed to save me um because mm. gosh right that chicken i needed to have my chicken tonight <laughs> right now yeah, i can go for some chick-fil-a right now <laughs> wow it's so, uh i mean go ahead oh <laughs> um so yeah for me i think that's been more when i'm dealing with white people it would be more that experience when i'm dealing with black people it's just straight out yeah Anima- animosity yeah yeah, and you know, you you know something that bothers me about all of this is that I think you can go to any extreme. You can go to the extreme and say um, that we're all good. Racism isn't an issue, and then you can go to the extreme and say that everything is racist. Um, and if if I'm I mean if I'm trying to be genuine, I can see where both of those people are coming from. We clearly are not in the Jim Crow era, but we are still fallen human beings that like to try to categorize ourselves and we treat each other differently. We are partial, right? Um, towards one another in different ways. Uh, but the fact that those realities are given like mainstream access and like, like Kat was saying, it's on every channel, how you should feel about this. And this is the way it's happening. And this is what it means. And nah, nah, nah. And it's on steroids. And it's like, wait a second, pump the brakes real quick. We, we got to talk about this a bit because the way that this is being um, communicated is kind of like a caricature Yeah, where you got the big head and a little teeny weeny body. Uh, it's like, yo, th- this is not accurate. The way that this conversation on ethnicities uh, and critical race theory is a big part in that uh, distortion, but it needs to be discussed. <clears throat> Novella, speaking of critical race theory, um, you are by their definitions, both oppressed and the oppressor. How does that feel? Um, I feel like Jekyll and Hyde some days. <laughs> um, I am getting treatment for it. I'm trying not to be white. <laughs> and hopefully my injections will kick in soon. <laughs> when, like, when, when, what, what's that journey for you? I don't, I'm not saying it had to have been the last three years. It's been like this your whole life. And um, yeah. even if you can be from a, I guess, a visual standpoint, even if you are darker skinned, people will try to say something is white about you if you don't conform. Like what Kat was saying, right. we grew up in inner city Baltimore. Our parents, start, parents taught us to speak a certain way, and it was called talking white. And it was like, whoa, you trying to tell me that black people don't know how to speak and are enunciate? Right. right, right. <laughs> what? Right. Um, but what has that been like for you? And has this kind of like mess that we're in made that more unbearable has it made it make you want to fight more i mean what is that like see yeah, first of all, she's already <laughs> she's always ready to fight so mm. <laughs> yeah try jesus don't try me because i throw hands <laughs> <laughs> well first i wanted to um touch on what you just said you had um if i can remember what you just said what you just said you talk <laughs> People will oh, try to find something. Um, we are not really that far removed from 
emancipation or uh, civil rights movement and all of that. But during those times, you know, slaves were not allowed to be educated Mm -hmm. or know how to read anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so they're the the heads of those families had to fight for their children to learn how to read. And that was a, um, it was a privilege. It was not a right privilege. And they, they spoke clearly. They spoke clear English. It wasn't broken down. wasn't slang. It wasn't Ebonics like we speak now or like I speak now. I'm being honest, but um, you know, it was for them a shameful thing to not speak in an educated um, and for us, I, I just don't understand that disconnect or how we have gotten so far from that. Yeah. I mean, even but, from a general standpoint, I think what you just said is kind of like, I mean, I, I would be willing to bet that majority of the homes in the hood that we grew up in had a mother who was cussing their kids out. And then when the phone rang, turned into the first lady of the United States. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> like, I bet not see nothing on that floor, boy. Hello. <laughs> exactly. Voice on real quick. Right, right, right. Um, so now, where? So did you? What environment did you grow up in? Um. So my father is half black and half white, mm-hmm. and my mother was white. Okay. My mother's mother actually told my mother that she wasn't going to bounce no monkey on her knee. So, Mm. like, straight out the gate, rejection, abandonment, and all of that. Um, But my grandfather had remarried, and him and his wife were the ones who helped raise me when my mother couldn't be a mother. Mm. Um, And ironically, my father, um, he's in his late 60s, and he was taught by his mother, because this is the Bible Belt, and, you know, during the civil rights time or during segregation, whenever they were integrating schools, it was still a bad thing to be mixed. Mm. And she had him tell everyone that he was Indian. Wow. To prevent him from experiencing racism. Wow. Yeah. And even though I came out, you know, white as the driven snow, my maternal mother still never had anything to do with me but my grandparents didn't tell me for a long time that I was mixed and people treating me differently in the neighborhood and I didn't understand why and they finally told me um when someone called me a sand n-word yeah it's the wrong derogatory term (laughs) but um you know my grandfather broke that guy's jaw and at that point it had to be told you know, um, why that was happening. And they always embraced it. You know, they never treated me like I was any different. And I went to predominantly black schools and the black kids always embraced me like I was one of them. Full acceptance, never any question of loyalty or anything like that. It was the white people who treated me bad. Mm. And then about five years ago, um, I think in my area, we started experiencing more of the the CRT and the blue eyed devil and take them all down kind of mentality. Mm. And it was actually a supervisor who told me that I wasn't black enough. So I didn't count. And I mean, looking at me, most people don't know that I'm mixed. I know what I look like. I look in the mirror. I look white. Mm. But I've never, ever had anybody reject me for it until recently. And it was pain. Then some stuff popped off in Gastonia. Um, was it 2020? 2021? That was 2020. 2020, I think. So somebody was sent down here. Like, there's a, it, it, that's a whole other episode. But <laughs> Oh, oh I know what she's talking about. Oh, I know what she's talking about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cream shot, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the NAACP is down here. The Black Panthers are down here. They've got part of our town shut off. Like, you couldn't go through that part of the town. They were out there with guns mm. day and um, saying how you weren't going to oppress their community and whatnot. Well, they're treating me like I'm not one. And and mm. I always, like, you know, if a race war breaks out, who's going to take me in? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can come with me because I don't get to go with nobody neither. Right. That's true. <laughs> I mean, 
we bunkered down. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, man, that's heartbreaking. But like I told you guys, I will never deny one part of myself to make another person comfortable. Correct. Because I'm comfortable with who I am. I don't yeah. care who else ain't. That's on y'all, yeah. you know. But it does make me uncomfortable sometimes being out in public because, you know, they're they're looking at me like I am the blue eyed devil. And, mm. you know, and then if you were like, well, like what you experienced when you were younger, those who aren't mixed treat you as if you're tainted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's and so one thing that that bothers me about this conversation, we actually had this, we disagreed on this on our first minority or majority minorities episode right is that I, and i started hearing this more and more when i moved to silver spring from baltimore is that people don't want to address that that is a sin issue right and right. i think the reason they don't want to address is a sin issue because then uh pastors will end up shepherding people to read their bibles instead of your book that you authored with all this poison in it mm-hmm. exactly you know what i mean like one of my biggest fights against critical race theory has always been that it's trying to address a sin issue. So we're talking about a spiritual issue with um, flesh, fleshly tools. Right. Uh, and I'm like, look, let's do away with this. And then the number one response I always get, you know what? The one, uh, what which one? When I want to do away with CRT. Oh no, he's got nothing. What? There's good stuff in it. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like there, but there's good stuff. I haven't in been it. in those conversations. Oh, that's true. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, man, how many things would I be willing to change about my life if I use that logic? Right. It's like, I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. When I go jogging, I can go jogging with a beer because it's 95 percent water. <laughs> good you know, stuff you in might it. be. Honest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's ridiculous. That's so dumb. It doesn't matter. It's not water. <laughs> it's not yeah. water. And if I try to treat it as if it's water, I'm gonna be damaged. I'm gonna be very damaged, no matter what Novella thinks about running with beer. <laughs> but yeah, and so it's been very bothering the way that the conversation has been hijacked and um important conversations that need to be held are being weaponized and people are being placed into groups and all this stuff. Um, but meanwhile, while all that is happening, there are different things like oppress oppressive things that are being um, ignored, like abortion. Mm, right. What's that conversation like down there? Yeah. Um, I don't know what the abortion rates are here in this area. Um, which happened to, I know I know our church works closely with a pregnancy center um, to prevent that, but I don't know what the actual abortion rates are. What's I mean, the conversation like, and how are people? What's the atmosphere like down there? So share where you are first. I'm sorry, I don't know if people know. Uh, we are in a small town outside of Charlotte, okay. uh, North Carolina. We're in a little dinky town called Dallas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 704. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I necessarily hear the larger conversation about abortion, mm-hmm. like local, so much as on a national scale. Mm. Um, just the statistics of it nationally. Yeah, yeah. Either way, whether locally or nationally, we're not addressing it for what it really is. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that would make sense. Being right. that Planned Parenthood looks for heavily populated inner city locations. Yeah. Rather than, you know, anywhere else. Yeah. What's the, uh, uh, rural. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know if we have one here. We do. Um, you know, that's largely a conversation that's kind of a hush hush behind the scenes type of thing anyway you know mm-hmm. um, yeah. even the people who are actively having abortions it's even though you have pro-lifers that i mean not pro-lifers i'm sorry uh liberals who are you know my body my choice um are out here all rah rah and it's such a thing nowadays it's mm. still a taboo, shameful topic mm. so 
women feel shame when they go and have an abortion. Yeah. And I've had conversations with friends who have had an abortion and they are emotionally damaged yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. what people don't talk about. That's you know? exactly right. People aren't being told that when they, you know, I, again, she said, I've dealt with friends who years later had to deal with the aftermath of that. Um, and then again, on this big national level, you know, we keep talking about how black lives matter and this and that, mm-hmm. then bring that topic up about like how the average five, 800 babies are killed a day that are they're black babies, you know, mm-hmm. that we killed more black babies through abortion than black lives were lost during slavery. We yeah. can't talk about that. Yeah, right. Uh, That's exactly right. <laughs> and and then you'll be called names like Coon or something like that if you do bring that up. Right. Um, right. Because uh, those who genuinely care about the people are treated like the enemy. That goes to show you <laughs> what we're up against there. Um, right. I was just about to say something. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Black Lives Matter, like, leaders being arrested about yeah, different no, stuff. Randomly. Yeah. About, yeah. Uh, uh, right. and insider it's, trading. It's, and, or, not really hearing about it, though. No. Yeah, no. 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 Not at all. Yeah. You, you said yeah, what? what insider trading? The one who just bought a house. Oh, the one who just bought a house in... Uh, I can't remember what state. Was it, it was. Cali? Yeah, yeah, it was California. It was like a like a... Three million dollar house. Yeah, I think she got arrested for like insider trading or something like Bro. that. So let me ask this question real quick because I'm ignorant. I don't. I don't know much. I mean, is there a lot of insider trading going on in the hood? Is that, <laughs> is that a thing? Because isn't, isn't, that, isn't that where she belongs? So she could take right. the money that she was getting and, and sprinkle it around to all the poor, needy black people who just are dying to have somebody pour money on them because yeah. they're not all happy. that money just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, right. Money. right. Tens of millions of dollars, yeah. Man. And the, and the building, the, the location that is just gone, all mm. that stuff. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, uh, but... Um, that's an issue on both sides, whether it's um, abortion or Black Lives Matter. You have everybody who's rah-rah against it, like you're, you're against black people being oppressed, but you're not willing to funnel money into breaking that oppression or no. building up. Um, when it comes to abortion, you're rah, rah, don't have an abortion, but you're not willing to adopt babies. Right. Yeah, that's right. And, 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 um, well, I don't know. I, I don't, well, whatever. Let me just say this. Um, I think that black Americans are among those, the low, uh, least likely to adopt, to adopt a child, children yeah to adopt children um they fast to tell a white person not to adopt one though say again they're fast to tell a white person not to adopt not one, to though. adopt them because it's you know you can't raise black black kings and queens <laughs> <laughs> what you know about a hot comb <laughs> you don't you, you don't use those yeah <laughs> there's a lot of learning to do i tell you that but that's just in general i mean have mercy. Um, when you when it, you get to these conversations, um, and like all these different groups that are forming out of these conversations, uh, because of all the different identities that are forming out of these conversations, um, I, I've felt myself. There's a beauty in being a believer, um, because I'm like, man, that's home. But I have to say, this. These last few years, having conversations with believers that I would say are like kind of obvious, have, have been, been disappointing. Yeah, not so, yeah. Has been and so one of them was is abortion, right? We have you have a conversation about abortion, <clears throat> and uh, when you are against murdering babies, uh, people equate that to you being mean. Um. And I was never able to compute that. And then I realized, oh, wait, you're presupposing that I've accepted the redefining of what abortion is, which is a health care issue and a kind of women's thing. Um, And I don't think that is. I think abortion is murdering babies. Um, Now, I'm still a pastor. So I know women who have aborted children. And my conversation with them is very different. 
But like what Novella said, they're broken. They're broken. And I get angry when I look at their brokenness and then I look at the parades in the street celebrating people to go towards that type of brokenness in addition to murdering babies. And calling it a right. And calling it a right. There was a um there was a former Muslim extremist, I forget what his name was. You remember that? In Dinesh, yeah, Dinesh yeah. D'Souza's oh, documentary, name, there was a former Muslim extremist who was talking about uh, Ilhan Omar, Ilhan Omar, um, and saying, "Man, she she comes to she she tells these American women to go and abort their babies," and he said, "But would she ever kill a Muslim in her womb? No." <laughs> yeah, he slaps the table. No. <laughs> And and Darren, you've brought this up before. He's like, there are a lot of people who are pushing these very extreme socialist ideologies yeah. who live quite conservative lives. Yeah, they definitely do. They, most people live they, conservative lives. Yeah. And, um, you know, most people are family first, faith in something. <laughs> I don't know if it's Christian faith. Um, um, you know, they, they work hard. Like I always talk about like people like LeBron James. LeBron James is definitely going to the Hall of Fame, and I just want to know what his speech will be like. Mm. like what are you going to talk about? Like, you can't talk about hard work and work ethic and conservatism, all those conservative values, family, your wife and your kids, pushing you to be stronger. No, because you talked about how oppressed you were as a black man, how the world was always against you. So that means you never should have succeeded. Mm. You've always should have been, right. You always should have been down and out. So there should, shouldn't be a good message from you. And so he's a conservative man masquerading as a liberal. Um, yeah. You know, he lives a conservative lifestyle. Masquerade. I mean, that's largely the black community. Right. Yeah. Largely yeah. the beliefs of the black community are conservative beliefs. Yeah, right. man. Right. Yeah. And yet we're beat down for being Republican. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. We're not supposed to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, well, that's where, you know, the TVs and the radios are telling you not to do it. Um, and like there are a lot of things that we can't let pass. Obviously, we're going to have to do some episodes on these things. We're going to do our, our gas, our last gaslighting installation on COVID. Because what ends up happening is this. This is the cycle. Something happens. There are people who um, kind of oppose what's happening and say, hey, no, this is actually what's happening. And then the TV says, this is the way you should treat those people. And then your neighbor starts treating you that way. And then a few weeks goes by and they turns out they were right. right. But it doesn't matter. Damage is done. Let's go yeah. on to the next thing. It's usually a small little edit. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. If yeah. yeah. Damage is done. And so um, when I think about the way that that's been with um, this conversation on racism and how evil white people are and how oppressed black people are are we it it it, it bothers me that these convers or that these um events like the BLM leaders being arrested them doing nefarious things uh all of that stuff is just going to go the juicy smollett like that's, uh, that's juicy smollett so yeah we want to we want to talk about that real quick but yeah calling him juicy oh yeah, yeah uh, let me stop I, you know what i don't even realize i was doing that yeah i don't even know his real name anymore i didn't even re- i didn't even realize i was doing that, <laughs> that b- blame dave Chappelle for that um blame dave Chappelle for that jussie smollett uh but yeah that stuff just blows by and then we we sit and we wait until the next thing comes and then we're back at each other's throats completely dismissing any rational thought at all any right. any voice of logic and wisdom we cast aside because our tv tells them tells us to cast them aside and we get back at each other's throats and when it look when you get to the like the the quote-unquote black community um which i hate that phrase but let's use it the black community What's going to wake you up? <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like, yeah. man, um, I can't even think right now. But it's like people. I mean, you only in the black community can you find conservative conspiracy theorists who are not white, because they all in the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Like you know, <laughs> you you know it was George Bush over there. Yeah, he planted the WMDs over there in Iraq. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, my cousin, he he in the he in the Marine. 
And you know, he took pictures. Like, it, what? It's 19, it was nineteen ten. Like, oh man, ain't no camera. He ain't had no phone. But um, <laughs> and so yeah, but that stuff happens. But meanwhile, we're still like you, you get the you get the black guy running for office, and they're talking about how oppressed you are and how evil the white boot has been on you, and you need to vote for me. So that, you know, I can keep telling you how oppressed you are. And people are like, yeah, all right, that sounds cool. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I liked, there was, I don't know if you guys saw, was it the dad who went up before the school board or something Mm -hmm. where he ended up saying, I believe the life I live or Mm. we believe the lives we live. And it's, I've asked that question many times over the years. Like, look at your day to day. Like, are you being oppressed are you actually dealing with racism because mm-hmm. when i go out in a confederate town people are treating me fine mm-hmm. you know of the time i have zero issues and when i do it's not usually the people that we would label as actual racists right the people oh <laughs> that are boy <laughs> oh boy well look let me let me she's she's sanitizing that and let me let me unsanitize it real quick because here we are in dc we're in liberal town mm-hmm. and and the people around us are the ones marching for me and you and yeah. you and you and you ladies the people who are non-black and are doing all the marching and the yelling of black lives lives are the ones who treat me the worst mm-hmm. yeah we That's- had a um- <laughs> instance recently where Kat had responded to a Facebook post. I don't even remember what the post was about, but she was the only black woman to respond to it. And it was, it was something about like black lives matter or whatnot. And a white lady responds to Kat and is like, Oh, but you don't understand. Like you're oppressed, like trying to convince her. And yeah, so yeah. She came in and I said, do you realize you decided to respond to the only black person in this post and yet you're trying to combat racism? Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's an amazing trick it, yeah, it's with, very their, with their minds. I, I, like I experienced that at my old job a lot. A lot of, you know, I'm a dog groomer, so I'm by, naturally I'm a minority. I'm, I'm a minority, number one, because I'm a male. Mm-hmm. Um, who's who's not gay, and I'm black. <laughs> so there's a lot of white women around me trying to tell me that I'm oppressed, and I always I always stop to ask them like, man, why do you, why do you want me to be oppressed so bad? Because what I'm telling you is I don't feel it. I don't feel this oppression that you that you feel. You feel so much oppression for me. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel it. Other than when you keep telling me I'm oppressed. Yeah, right. That's the only time I feel it. When I come into work and you try to convince me so hard that I'm oppressed, I, I, I don't. I've come to the conclusion that people who do that, if they accept your version of what it is to be black, then they lose a part of their identity. Because now, what do I? What right. Going to do? Right. 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 If, if I'm not, if I don't fight for black people, what what do I have to do? Mm-hmm. If I'm not. And ultimately, that comes from that cycle. You guys keep talking about gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And for me, like the the government, my blogging is about healing from tra- traumatic abuse. Mm. So I talk about narcissists a lot. And our government and the media is like abuse, right? Yeah. And... And those people who are trying to convince to, to be the savior, they're the codependent. They've been so beat down by the narcissist through gaslighting that now they're the codependent. They have to be able to save someone mm. in order to have identity, in order to feel like they have value. Right. And so then they keep that cycle going. So now the the lines of victim is actually blurred. We keep exchanging one static definition for another. When that one's played out, then we just plug in another one. Yeah, man. Yep, that's Sheesh. exactly right. That's pretty profound. Yeah. And so there are a lot of people finding their identity in the hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or the victim. 
or the, the victim. victim. Yeah, well, definitely we get the victim. But I'm just, I'm, I, I, I remain astonished at the amount of white people who hate white people today. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's weird. Mm-hmm. So weird. Yeah. And what I don't get about that is when you're saying, oh, hate white people for this, like, you're not the exception. Yeah, like, right, right. right. Now you go to all the barbecues because you hate white folks. Right. Right. Like you don't. It'll come back around to get you. Yeah, it's gonna come back around. It's gonna come back around. (laughs) Yeah, who has that happened to? I mean, who? I mean, I'm just saying, like, how has woke boomeranged and smacked some people in the face who will promulgate being woke? Megan Rapinoe. How? 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 Megan Rapinoe. So, um, Megan Rapinoe, if you guys don't know, uh, is a female Olympic soccer player. Um. And she, like, most recently has been all over the, 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 you know, the CRT woke stuff. Which really sucks. Don't forget that thought. Because the women's Olympic soccer team is the United States' best soccer team. Definitely. But go ahead. Um, and she, you know, she's been, you know, she's been about the, you know, the, the pay gap and the men get paid more than her and da 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 All that stuff. Women's rights. But somebody dug up a post, a tweet that she had, like, 10 years ago. Where she spoke about a one of her old Asian teammates. Uh oh. And said she had squinty eyes. Oh. She said, "Oh, looks like she can't see the ball because she has squinty eyes." Oh. But what the what the world didn't know? Yeah, what the world didn't know was their best friends. You know, their best friends, and she was joking with her. She was joking, but, but the Twitter what? world, the, the, the yeah, 2022 boy. Twitter world, don't know that. Oh. So they dug it up and said, "Oh, she's racist." Oh no. So now she had to go on an apology trail. Apologizing to the public about what she said to her best friend. Yeah, man. Her best friend wasn't offended, but the rest of the world was. So that's that's an issue in and of itself in my mind. Yeah. Is you people who keep backtracking and apologizing yeah, to the public. Even I'm not gonna say her name, but because she famous and she could probably sue me. But but she so she's a, a very beloved preacher. And she made a statement um, a few years ago that she is a Christian first. That's her identity, mm-hmm. not a black, mm-hmm. not a woman, not a mother, not, not a wife, but a Christian. And everybody like flipped out over that was like, how dare you? You're a black woman first. And she wow. backtracked. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh, bro. Oh. Yeah. See, and that type of stuff breaks my heart too, right? Seeing people cripple under the pressure. Oh man, and 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 maybe no, 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 no. All that's good. I'm just thinking. Sometimes I I be just I just want to fight. I mean, like real talk. I mean, you know, I just don't like. I don't like this. I don't like this. Yeah, it's, you all know pass, I mean? it's all passive aggressive, yeah, man. I don't like you know, this. You know, and I'm not saying that I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I want to throw hands all the time. But I'm saying like, hey, yo, like, why are you quiet? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Say something. Like, let's say something. Even if it's too quiet, I'm about to say something just to make you mad, so we can talk. Mm-hmm. Because everybody else is talking for one another. Right. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to say something I think, and why don't you disagree? And then why don't we agree to only care about what's true? Still believe what you right. want to believe, but let's let's walk towards what's true here instead of us regurgitating rhetoric that we're hearing scrolling on the tickers of our TVs. I mean, it's so right. ridiculous. I know when a narrative is happening, when I have multiple independent conversations with people and they're using the same phrases. Yeah. Same words. Like and I'll be looking around like, wait a second. What? what do you know what you call it? Because right, right. <laughs> they, they just said the same thing. Mm-hmm. How did you, how are y'all doing this? It's like wow. Uh, can I on you real fast? Say it again. Can I drop something on you real fast? Drop it. I was wondering if I was gonna have space for it. Okay, it's ubiquitous assimilation. Uh oh. That's what's happening All today, right. but go ahead, explain it to it. Explain it. <laughs> Always absorbing everything, everywhere, all the time. How are you to imagine anything if images are always being provided for you? And that's kind of the state that our society is in. Where we become so lazy. We would rather have the insight and knowledge pumped into us. We'd rather be told what to think, what to believe, as opposed to seeking out the truth for ourselves. Yeah, right. I literally had somebody 
say to me, like with all the COVID stuff, um, it, they were, I guess, I don't know, chastising me for, for not being vaccinated or something. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I've, you know, I've done my research and I've read the studies and things like that. And I just, I felt that that wasn't the choice for me to make. And they mm-hmm. said, well, I didn't read it, but I trust the experts. Well, that's where you went wrong. Yeah, that's where <laughs> you went wrong, bro. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's when you went wrong. Well, you did a hand flip. Yeah, that's that, when you know. That's, that's, that's you know, when you know. That's it, man. You messed yeah, up. That's right. That's on you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm gonna pray for yeah, you. Yeah, I pray for you. Um, yeah. And it's and that's a uh, novella. Were you done? You got more. You got more bombs to drop. <laughs> oh, I got bars. I got bars. But, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go with the flow. Okay, ubiquitous assimilation. I mean, that's what TVs are for, right? Right. Seriously, the man in the barbershop is a tell live vision. Yeah, tell live vision. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> tell live vision. See, you getting programmed when the TV's on, it blinks white. Mm-hmm. But when it's off, what color is it? <laughs> <laughs> I had a uh, I had a uh, social studies teacher in oh, in middle school. My first oh, I've, one of y'all said this in the chat about a black male teachers. Yeah, this was mine, sixth grade. Okay, and he he told us that BMW stands for Black Man's Wish. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so I went home, uh, asked my father, like that. BMW stands for Black Man's Wish. And he literally laughed and walked away. <laughs> he was like, "Who told you that?" It's like my my teacher, and he just couldn't stop laughing. Uh, but then he ended up telling me it was Bavarian. But but uh, but yeah, um, you get those types of jewels dropped on you at any point, at, at any moment. Yeah. Um, but there was something I was going to say because of ubiquitous assimilation. Would you say novella? Imagine how many people ran with that. Real talk. Sure, sure that's how, I mean, that's discipleship, is it not? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Kids and everything are out here being discipled by this poisonous and this this, this toxicity. Yeah. And what people like what we are fighting against right now and I and, and Christians today need to recognize this when it comes to um the declination of human sexuality, when it comes to the declar- the declining knowledge of what it means to be an image bearer of God when it comes to distorted identity, all that stuff. We are not fighting battles for things to change today or tomorrow. Right. We're fighting battles for our children. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I can't imagine that if this nonsense continues to escalate, what life is going to look like for my sons who don't hate all white people or for your son who is both black and white. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I can't imagine what that's going to look like, but I know one thing they're going to have to be warriors. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to have to be warriors. Um, but that, I'm sorry. That's, I got my thought back backtracking. It breaks my heart when people get crippled by that because not because I don't want them to apologize, but because now it shows that you lied at least one time. Right. Either you believed what you said mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you believe the apology. One of them's not true though. Right. Right. <laughs> either either you do believe that you are a Christian first or you um said that to appease people and you believe that you are a black person first. Mm-hmm. But Facts. they they can't both be true. Right. And whenever right. someone is says something they believe and then someone says, Oh, you're making me cry and then it's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Nah, like what Kat said. I mean, that's where you went wrong. I, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. We can talk about it. Right. right. I, I'd like to talk about it with you, but you're, you're not about to force me to think like you. Right. <laughs> that's crazy. Right. Oh, oh. We let's hit something else. Let's hit something. Else. Where are we doing on time? Oh man, good grief. Um, I know we can do this. We 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 are gonna have to. We are gonna have to. But, um. What is something that you definitely want to see change for in the near future? I'm talking four or five years. Ooh, I would like. 
That can happen in a couple weeks for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, four to five years, I would like to see people wake up. Mm. Wake up reality of what what is really going on. Turn off your TVs and go engage with people. Mm-hmm. Yes. See what is really going on in the world. Because I guarantee you the world is not as racist as mm. being told it is. Mm. The, right. There's right. nothing about the world that's as nefarious as they're being told that it is. Mm. Um, nefarious. It's I mean, it not, is. Not yeah. the, the, the in that way. The, right, yeah. yeah. And, you know, just stop trying to fix internal problems with external solutions. Mm. 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 Oh, yeah. that Yeah, we're definitely going to have to do another one because we have to talk <laughs> about how... Um, Black American culture is something that erodes from within, from inside. Yeah, absolutely. Inside. What you got, Novella? Um, I would like to see two things change. For one, I would like to see um, voices like ours become the prominent voice, you know, bringing that balance, bringing the truth of God's word Mm. rather than the loud voice always being um, the one being divisive. Mm. The second thing that I would like to see is um, honestly that we do away with cultural Christianity and that the remnant rise up Uh to this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I would like to see um, pressure be put on the church in such a way that you actually live it out or you step aside. Mm. I think we're seeing that now a little bit. Yeah. I think um, because of the demands of the culture, um, the Christians who want to backtrack and apologize are doing so. And the Christians who are saying, there's nothing for me to apologize, but you can come home for dinner, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, are doing that, are doing that. And um, yeah. I think that that's where it's going to be. But that's that's carrying the cross, right? That's the Jesus. Yeah. Jesus's prayer in John 17 is not that we would be taken out of this world, but that we would be protected from the evil one and so that's my encouragement as well one thank you ladies for being on this episode too yeah, and definitely also thank you for those shirts yeah thank you for your encouragements and because it, you know like that's rare as well i know i tell you all that um and i've told you it before but like especially when we first started this yeah um yeah it's not you know you don't get encouragements um our parents and siblings you know but um in spouses, but uh, yeah, you don't you don't get encouragements from people, uh, and I think that's just a part of the endurance that we need. That's a part of the journey. Um, but I think I want to see that from Christians. I want to see Christians who aren't fighting to see things change, but are fighting because they know ultimately it has changed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where endurance and perseverance comes from. Um, right. So you all keep that as well. Keep that unpopular but truthful, faithful opinion and that voice um, and keep encouraging one another um, and keep encouraging us because <laughs> we need it. You know, we're going to send you something. As soon as we get out of here, we'll probably have some dumb, dumb meme. Or... <laughs> what, is your, what does your shirt say? Uh, hers says straight out of, what does it say? Straight, straight out of Galilee. And mine yeah. says straight out of Oh man, so y'all Christian Christian. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Who's who's whose line is South Side of Heaven? I think that's Novella, isn't it? Well that, that we, we both, both, both. Well, South Side of Heaven. <laughs> but, I mean she stays strapped, but I stay ready to throw some hands. Oh, okay. All right, good conversation. Yeah, when y'all so y'all do have to find your way to Baltimore. Kat, you gotta bring the, your husband at least. Or everybody, okay. but and um, so we can hang out, have dinner, <laughs> and then also go shoot some stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you to Cat Novella for joining us for this episode, guys. Turn your TVs off, like they said, and have conversations. Mm. Let's talk about some stuff mm-hmm. because they're controlling the narrative right now. Right. And the narrative is to hate one another. Mm-hmm. All right. So Christians, rise up. 
Share love even towards your enemies so that we can con- continue committing violence against the darkness. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Black and Blurred, where you are guaranteed to hear one of two things our humble opinion or the facts. Holler at us. Mm-hmm.